Today on Comp, we're talking about Jordan Peterson, Roald Dahl, and Taylor Swift. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to Comp. Hello. Hello, Lucy. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. You like that intro I did? I did. It was the second take. The first take I screamed <laughs> at the end, keep in tuned. Keep tuned. No, keep in tuned. I, I think said. you said keep tuned. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> just peeling back the fourth wall here. We, yeah. Why, why, Sometimes why, we have to do a second take. Why did I even redo it? I was going to tell everyone how I flubbed it. <laughs> That's Hollywood, baby. This is it's the magic. You, maybe I did it on purpose. I'm a monster. <laughs> uh, how are you? I've been well. You've been well. You've well, been you've been better. I've been. We uh, there's a little bit of a delay since the last episode because we we're you got sick. I fell God, Ill. God knows where you caught illnesses. The subways. I probably the, caught it on the subway, but it also hit me on the side. There's a tendency with me to just. When I'm about in the world, like, I won't know how sick I am until I'm riding the subway. And I'm just like, oh, no. I just picture you kind of like in a daydream while a homeless guy breathes into your mouth. <laughs> uh, and like, you know, he's not, you, you're just kind of standing wherever you want. And yeah. in, in the middle of some homeless guy's uh, sphere of vision. Yeah. Sphere of, uh, sphere of influence. Head in the clouds. Yeah. And you're just listening to like the mamas and the papas in your, on your iPhone. Yeah. And he's just breathing, just, you know, E. coli or whatever. I'm just, I'm just thinking, I'm going for a walk on a winter's day right now. Yeah, and you're really getting this uh, <laughs> bubonic plague or whatever. So you were knocked out, and then you gave me the illness. It wasn't COVID. Are we allowed to mention COVID on YouTube, or are we going to get blacklisted? We're, you're not allowed to say that any uh, that you ever got sick with anything other than COVID on YouTube. Interesting. Okay. Uh, that's illegal now. That's going to come up later. And um, I, I like that policy. I think it's, it makes think everything it's easier. Oh, my kid's got leukemia. Whatever. It's COVID it's now. It's COVID. Your kid has COVID. It's a comorbidity. You know, uh, oh, I have one leg. You have, you have, a, you have half a COVID. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, there's a lot going on this week. A lot of uh, nuanced uh, things. Discourse. <laughs> uh, random events. Uh, our, our good friend of the show uh, is, an, is his his work is under fire. Uh, is, is it fair to say he's a friend of the show? I think he would consider himself a friend. I think he would if he could. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Roald Dahl, uh, famously dead in the nineties, <laughs> I think nineteen ninety. <laughs> I don't think he even lived to see the Gulf War, let alone the Iraq War. Yeah, or the other good wars we've had. It's too bad. I would have loved to see his take on the Gulf War. Abu Ghraib. When I when I saw Abu Ghraib happen, I was like, I I would just, I wish I had Roald Dahl right now. It felt like Roald Dahl. I mean, did he really die, or did he go work for the CIA as a consultant? <laughs> did he design the, those pyramids of, of men? <laughs> uh, it, it does seem like something that Miss Trunchbold would do and Matilda. I and, never knew Matilda was a Roald Dahl uh, IP. Oh, is it, is it a famous Roald Dahl? That's the one where she's like a, a little rat who, uh, <laughs> who spies on her friends. No, no, Matilda is about a precocious young young lady who has terrible parents and, and a terrible principal. Oh, I'm thinking and, of Harriet the Spy. Or was I called Harriet? <laughs> oh, the... Harriet the Spy is like the anti-Matilda. Harriet the Spy was a real rat. Yeah, Harriet the Rat. 
real pig of she, a girl. Harriet the Stasi. Yeah. Uh, so Matilda is a book about a girl who hates her parents and she uh, hits them with a bat. Her parents are bad because... Oh, this, this is a different author. We'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is... This is this is the one. That, what is I know the girl from Mrs. Doubtfire was in the movie. I didn't see it. Matilda is about a young a young girl who has uh, a you know excellent reading ability, and but she also has little like a uh, you know ESP powers or, or little like telepathic powers. What? But um, her parents are kind of like these. Uh, so she's a witch. Yeah, kind of. It's like a sequel to The Witches, which she also wrote. I'm I'm pretty sure she has powers in it. And like and and her parents are kind of these um you know dishonest slobs, okay. Um, it I think it, her her dad like sells lemons or something. Sells like like, like on the high, on the side of the highway. <laughs> lemons here. Yeah, cars that are lemons. Oh, okay. Well, he's a car salesman. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just. I know it's a term, but I don't think you just say sells lemons. <laughs> um, and her mother's you know a whore or something. Wow. Uh, but, but not for pay. And so she's just like, a, she's constantly comping her, or she, is she, is she a prostitute who doesn't charge? Like who forgets to charge money? I think your mother's wear, main crime is that she wears too much leopard print or something. This seems, look, I mean, here's the thing. This guy is out of his mind. Or yeah. was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. He's crazy. But regardless, uh, I, I think he's a fine, you know, companion for young people. Uh, as they as they realize the fruits of the world, and people are trying to silence his dead voice. What's cool about reading Roald Dahl as a kid is that he uh, treats the adult world the way a kid kind of sees it. Like, right, it's just full of like, full of horrible people who are trying to keep you, make you do things you don't want to do. I mean, he sounds like a stranger who tries to convince you your parents. You know, your parents don't listen to your parents. Listen to me. <laughs> Which is weird, but I still don't think he should be censored. And yet, uh, what is it like? Thirty years after his death, that's exactly what is starting to come into uh, fruition. Roald Dahl, his publisher, has tried to uh, is trying to uh, censor him. So there's a whole develop whole series of events have happened. So what happened? They they came in. They were like, "Just Roald Dahl shit." Too, it's too. Too raunchy. They, they, this, let's, let's, let's clear. This is the guy who wrote Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. He wrote, uh, um, what else did he write? The, the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, James and the Giant Peach. James Peach, the Giant. Uh, the, he wrote BFG. I don't think he wrote BFG. He might have. <laughs> uh, he could have. I think he could have wrote. He wrote ET. I think he wrote a screenplay to ET. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Anyway, so so what's going on? He wrote uh, Nymphomaniac Part Two, <laughs> the Lars von Trier uh, um, masterpiece. Yeah, I guess. And uh, now he's uh, so what? Now 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 they're trying to they've come in the 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 hot uh, the, the what do you call the Hollywood of books? <laughs> the public the publishing industry. Yes, the public industry said enough is enough. <laughs> The uh, who who was his publisher, by the way? Uh, this was Puffin. Puffin. Yeah. So it's different than Penguin. What's the relation? They, they truly are a bunch of. Oh, they're a bunch of puffs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that an anti-gay thing in Britain? Oh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't know that. You, are, you sorry? are you sorry for me for that, or are you sorry for uh, what you think it meant? 
<laughs> in the second edition of this podcast, feel free to take that out. <laughs> um, um, nice, nice little reference to the. Yeah. Uh, what is so? What 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 are they taking issue with the, 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 these uh, Hollywood book people? Um, well, their their stated goal in this new edition that they were uh, plotting. Of all his books, right? Was, of, his, of his entire library, of a lot of his books, yeah, um, was uh, to make them more inclusive, more sensitive to all kinds of child readers. Okay, and so um, they changed a lot of stuff. I mean, they changed. This was definitely more than, like, I remember when I was in school, uh, that we read uh, Huckleberry Finn. Sure. In in freshman year of high school, I think the Mark Twain. Uh uh, racist tirade. <laughs> no, um, and I remember the teacher actually, like, he wheeled out one of those big, dirty televisions that they have and supply big, dirty television? And, 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 yeah, in high school. Are you, are you writing a book now? So my teacher pulled out a big, dirty television. My young, my young, my young heart beat with anticipation. <laughs> and he showed us, like, a little documentary about the debate over whether to take out the N-word. Okay. Thin. And it was actually it was a good context. I think we actually read the uncensored version ultimately, but like, but but it was a good kind of introduction to like, look, there's a debate about this. Right. This is something we think. And about. I don't care. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> People like, say I shouldn't be allowed to say this. Well, I said no. But like, even though I was kind of like a renegade, right? And I I just didn't like the idea of censoring anything. Like, I kind of got that. Like, I was like, I kind of see what the utility is in not making like a black kid read the N word just like every other word for three hundred pages. Yeah, like, I mean, just don't teach it in school. It's like, <laughs> look, Huck Finn's fine, but it's, it's not necessary reading for school. Don't make kids read it. You think it is? It is kind of a classic, though. But there's a lot of classic. You don't you, I, you don't read every classic in school. That's true. I mean, what? The, here's the thing. Oh, we're well, we going to teach it. We should change it. How about you just don't teach this one, and you leave it alone? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You need. I don't. You, if some kid wants to read Huck Finn, let him read Huck Finn. Sure. And like, and you don't have to. And you don't need some freaking weird guy who drives a Toyota Corolla, 1996 Toyota Corolla, explaining the social ramifications to him. Just let him read the book, <laughs> and that way you don't have to change people's stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but it has to be an itinerary. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, you're totally right. But like, but this is like way different than that. This right. was like huge paragraphs that were changed. Well, give some. Like, well, let's get to some examples because you know people might be confused because you know you read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and there's not a lot of Nazis in it. Right. You know? There's not. I don't remember a lot of you know, uh, um, you know, race riots in the middle of uh, the gi- giant Peach Boy. Mm. So yeah, what's what is this? Let's see what we got here. Um. So this is so go to the next one. These are uh, the six most glaring edits in the books, according to the Independent. So this is one that's kind of odd. Uh, this was a change that was made to Matilda, where they swapped references to the authors. Right, Matilda is a is a voracious reader. <laughs> In the book, sure, and um, they just, just a random kid who has ESP and reads, <laughs> or whatever. Um, the original uh, version of Matilda stated, "quote She went on olden days sailing ships with Joseph Conrad. She went to Africa with Ernest Hemingway, and to India with uh, with Rudy. How do you pronounce Rudyard, that? Rudyard, Rudyard Kipling. Rudyard Kipling. Yeah. In the new edition, the new edition says, "quote 
She went to 19th century estates with Jane Austen. She went to Africa with Ernest Hemingway, kept that one, and California with John Steinbeck. Wait, 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 wait hold on, hold on. <laughs> so th- I, I didn't even, I, I, this is actually a change. Okay, so they took issue with the fact that, like, I guess he's trying to say, you know, yeah, she's reading these books and she went there. Um, and they're taking issue with what? She went olden day sailing ships. I mean, the only thing is, I can see, she, there's not enough women? Well, it's like the woman thing I see, I still think it's stupid, but I see the purpose of it. Like, but they kept Africa with Ernest Hemingway and then just changed Kipling to Steinbeck, which doesn't seem to accomplish anything other than that, like, the politics of the Grapes of Wrath is a little bit different, probably, than, like, Kipling's work. Is it because... It's it's still a white guy. I I guess the idea... Are they they trying to... Because Rudyard Kipling's a guy who wrote, like, uh, with that book with Raj or whatever, or, or Kim... About the British Raj, um, um, he was like a, I think he was like a British imperialist. Maybe I forget if he was pro Britain or not. Yeah, but it's like it's why so, is Ruger Kipling teaches about India? I don't know. He wrote the book. Yeah, yeah, and it's like so we're saying Ernest Hemingway didn't have any strange views about anything. Ernest Hemingway is the biggest <laughs> piece of garbage I ever you know encountered in my in my reading uh, life. Um, just just a, a fraud in my opinion. Just a just a, a bore. And, and just an awful person, but whatever. Um, but this is, an, this is a good place to introduce the changes because it's like, because that's a theme in these changes. Like, not only do they change the, the words of the book significantly and, like, make them less entertaining and worse, but, like, a lot of them, they're not even necessarily more sensitive. Oh, here I, we go, because, because this is right there. Both Conrad and Kipling have been accused of racism in reappraisals of their work. So why, why, so, so they get wiped out, but Roll Dahl, like, why isn't Matilda then racist? <laughs> why aren't we accusing, why aren't we, you know, reconciling with the fact that Matilda is a dirty little racist <laughs> who enjoys the works of other racists? Yeah. You know, if, if Conrad, so, you know, and Joseph Conrad's the guy who wrote, who wrote Heart, of, Heart of Darkness, which is, you know, what they put Base Apocalypse Now on, amongst other things. And he wrote, he wrote the other things, I guess. Mm. Uh but he's a racist, and Matilda is his comrade in arms. Yeah. She's probably reading Conrad going, yeah, let's get going a boat in, into the middle of the Amazon, whatever they went, <laughs> and, and just start killing. I, I don't know. This is so that dumb. That would be great. I mean, honestly, that might redeem the role of the sensitivity reader if instead of making changes to just, like, soften everything, they just made changes to make beloved characters horribly bigoted. Yeah. Just, just like bring it to the surface. Yeah, Matilda, racist as she was, loved <laughs> Joseph Conrad. <laughs> Heart of Darkness, her too. Um, so this is an interesting one. Is this uh, rolled out here with his little dogs. Ah, look at that. <laughs> he, does, he does look like a real creep here. I mean, there's an ad of Greta, with Greta Thunberg's face. It kind of looks like he looks like Greta Thunberg, kind of. A little bit, yeah. You know, weird. Uh, uh, is, she, is she the reincarnated Roald Dahl? <laughs> Maybe she was. She was, born, was she born the same day that he died? Imagine that. Mm. If she hadn't, maybe if she hadn't been sucked into the climate activist lifestyle, she. she oh, would okay. Be, I thought you were saying something else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she would she would be writing great children's books right sure, now. Sure, I guess. 
while in Dahl's original version of The Witches, women were described as being supernatural supermarket cashiers or read the. While in Dahl's original version of The Witches, women were described as being supermarket cashiers or letter writers for businessmen. In the new edition, women are top scientists or business owners themselves. Which women? Um, the witches? So I'm trying These to witches were in STEM. <laughs> so it's very important to understand. <laughs> Look, they might want to kill children, but they're real good at math. <laughs> yeah, so that quote was, was crazy because it, this is a quote where the grandmother is describing the conspiracy of the witches, right? Like right. that it's like they're all over the place. They're establishing this hidden world yeah. where some women are witches. Right. And it was like some women are bitches. Some, some women just bitches. Some women are bitches. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but that's one of the crazier changes to me, because yeah. like how is it less sexist to say that a successful businesswoman is a witch, right? Than to say a letter writer is a witch. Like if anything, the the former is just like kind of establishing the secret world. It's all around you. The latter is actually kind of like plays into a cabal. Of of feminists. Also, like, a literate buffoon is rewriting this book, saying they're top scientists, you're right. <laughs> top gun scientists. <laughs> this is idiotic. They're firefighter pilots. <laughs> goddamn, Lucinda was the goddamn best microbiologist in all of Britain, but she also murdered children with poison chocolate, turned them into rats. Nice. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is just like self. I don't know if I don't know if I could even say like this is like a, all just PC culture. I feel like this is just people who have who have snuck who have kind of they can't hack it as writers, but they've kind of snuck into this weird role in the industry right. where they can put on their resume like I rewrote the work of a great author. The like role, I, I rewrote Roald Dahl's books. The role like, of most social justice. At the end of the day, it's unfortunate. It hasn't always been the case. But in the current world, I feel like the role of most quote-unquote woke, whatever you want to call it, all these movements, is for late, you know, mediocre people to get weird jobs. Right. You know? Yeah. I, <laughs> hey, can you just make a job for my niece? Yeah. Like, can you, just, can you just figure something out? It's like, something to do with, like, you know, these legitimate, you know, causes a lot of the time. Whatever, but it's just it's just it's just some guy, some some random guy you went to school that's now like rewriting uh, the Grapes of Wrath or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? We're, ta- we're what? taking all the references to grapes. Grapes are racist now. Uh, on what grounds are you writing Grapes of Wrath? Are you rewriting this book? Um, I'm bisexual. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What? How are you rewriting Grapes of Wrath be- based on you being bisexual? Um, at, at some point in the book, now there's uh, somebody's bisexual. <laughs> yeah. They need, they need someone who's bisexual, so they got me. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I'm a shoo-in. <laughs> Gary and I went to Harvard together. <laughs> who's Gary? I don't know, just like the... Per- the Gary Rath? The, the publishing guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Hollywood publisher? The Hollywood publisher. Anyway. Uh, okay, so what else we got? <laughs> what other changes? Um... Electrocution? What does it say? Oh, oh, wow. This is a dark one. Electrocution turns, turns into... Re- erection? A- oh, ejection. Okay. Electrocution turns into ejection. In George's Marvelous Medicine, Dahl had written, it was exactly as though someone had pushed an electric wire through through the underneath of her chair and switched on the current. Unquote. All right, so that's visceral. 
Right, but it's also not necessarily like the electric chair. Yeah, it's not. It's not supposed to be the electric How could you ever confuse this with the electric chair? Well, it's a little similar. I mean, but but it's like... <laughs> I don't go that far. <laughs> so a bullet went right through her head. How can you say she was shot? <laughs> well, it's like, it's just, it's clearly a little zap. Yeah, it's a zap. It's, a, it's, a, it's an electric chair that's turned down to... To, to two. It's a little bit different than a dry sponge being put on your head and your skull gets burnt off. Sure. <laughs> <But> <laughs> the new version says, quote, it was as though someone had switched her chair with a fighter jet seat and pressed the eject button. This is just worse writing. This is just, yeah, this, is, just, this is just people who should have, like, otherwise would have been, like, I don't know. Like, here's like all the people who wrote for stupid mag magazines are gone now. I feel like like most magazines are gone. Mm. There used to be tons of people who just write for bad magazines, like you know, uh, like 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 Glamour. Right. The lady who wrote for the, all these women who wrote for Glamour are now rewriting great works. <laughs> this is you know they would have been doing a you know a, a little uh, blurb about. Um, Harry Styles, and now they're and now they're just you know like editing the Bible, right? For racism, yeah. <laughs> What's this? no more fat phobia? Well, about time. A passage in James and the Giant Peach used to say, "Quote: Aunt Sponge was terrifically fat and tremendously flabby at that. Her tummy and waist were as spongy as paste. It was worse on the place where she sat." Because she, she broke, she's sitting sh sh a lot of chairs. Yeah, it's like big dumps. Sweaty shits. Just leaving, leaving slug trails behind. Yeah. Uh, now it reads, Aunt Sponge was a nasty old brute and deserved to be squashed by the fruit. We all felt a big bump when we dropped with a thump. We left Aunt Sponge behind us, because you, but you needn't remind us that we shouldn't feel rotten for we haven't forgotten how spiteful she could be. This is terrible. This is absolutely atrocious and also not more sensitive. No, I don't not, even know what the hell they're talking about. Not more sensitive to wish for the for the 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 painful death <laughs> of someone. And Sponge had a gunt. <laughs> a bit of a gunt. <laughs> uh, and all of the children were dainty. Uh some some shit their pants. Her husband had no romance, and committed suicide in the park. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's my new one. That's beautiful, right? Thank you. That's for, that's for the, that's for the, the peach, mm. the peach book. <laughs> so, what, 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 this, this, where does this even come from? Because honestly, Roll Dahl has not even like been that like much in the media. Like, what, like why is this even like? I mean, I guess his books sell a lot. Yeah, like, and and I think that like, like it, still like under the, under the radar, because all those movies got made right, right. in the nineties and the two thousands, the Fox movie and the Peach movie and the the, the they made new witches year two ago, right? Yeah, they made a remake of With the Witches. Anne Hathaway. Oh, oh, was she in it? I think I don't know. I picture her. I I can see her killing kids. <laughs> mm. Um, anyway, so what 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 what's what are the people pushing back? Um, yeah, there was a lot of pushback, and they actually ended up sort of trying to offer a compromise. Um, Roald Dahl publisher bends to controversy will release classic version of controversial kids' books. So this is like Star Wars now. This is basically like you can also buy the original version. 
Oh, I want my 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 stupid uh, Wookies digital digital Wookies. Same thing, mm. right? So now you can. You, you, but is, is it gonna? What's it gonna be called? Like the the racist version? <laughs> racist remix. <laughs> I mean, how how are they gonna market these? Like, 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 what what is it gonna like? You gonna have two roll dolls next to each other, two peach books, two giant peaches. Mm. What's one gonna be called? The sensitive edition. <laughs> um, I guess there's one will just be like the newest edition, fifteenth edition or whatever. Okay, well, and no, it can't be. It'll have to have some disclaimer, like warning include this. The old one will say warning includes offensive language. <laughs> And pe- people James of the Giant Peach, parentheses, the one where they call that bitch fat. <laughs> the, 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 she got a stank. <laughs> what do they call that stank bitch fat? <laughs> I mean, people often, I, I think it's a lazy analogy, but people often on Twitter, will, when something like this comes up, will say something to the effect of like, you know, well, we're worrying about this. This is why China's going to kill our soldiers. Right, <laughs> which, well, you know, like it, it's because your kids are too sensitive. We're raising these kids too sensitive. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're starting to have a point? <laughs> well, look, I, it, it's it's a weird. It's just a weird. Uh, I don't think you have to take that leap. That like we're gonna be. We're, we're, how do you? But our how military do you, now doesn't matter because people are reading. But if you can't handle, books. if you can't handle a fat woman, you know, leaving a little, uh, you know. Uh, streak on a, on, a, on a park bench sure. when she sits and, and processing that in your young brain. How are you going to bayonet another young man in the face <laughs> when you have to years later? You know, you, you know how hard it is to bayonet a man in the face? <laughs> I mean, you, you, you think, like, oh, it's like no big deal. No, this is a guy who's coming at you and like he's too close to shoot, I guess. I'm not sure how war works. And you have to <laughs> shove it, the, this knife on the end of your gun into his face. Do Maybe think, it's hard. I don't know. But like, if you can't handle a giant peach, how are you going to do that? Do you think there's going to be a lot of like hand-to-hand bayonet fighting in their war, war with China? Uh, well, no, hand-to-hand would be hand-to-hand. This is with a gun. In a, this is when you use your gun. Well, you, a, know, we, uh, ma- like you mean melee? Intimate fighting like that. Maybe. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Mm. If we, you know, I, I don't know how war with China. I, okay, I'm not the Pentagon. <laughs> but I, I know they still sometimes have bayonets in their guns. Maybe it's just decorations now. But I mean, I gotta imagine that's part of it. Mm. When, 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 if you're too sensitive, you, or, or, or how are you gonna throw white phosphorus, which is a war crime, right. at, at a village? Mm. If you, if you, uh, if you throw the witches with a little too much. The thing is, I'm, I'm not totally convinced that this kind of stuff doesn't make it easier to do that. Doesn't make it easier to indoctrinate people into throwing the white phosphorus. Tell me why. Which is a, which is a bad thing in my opinion. But sure. like. I think this idea when when it, the purity culture of like, you know, the black and white feelings of like some words are just bad and some right. words aren't and some some like books are bad and some aren't like it's like it, that black and white thinking I think actually feeds a lo- very well into like militaristic. Like, oh, they'll be like, well, Chinese cultures. people are bad. They'll say, yeah, yeah, like. Chinese people are rolled. I mean, th- look at how easily people were just just got on board with like super strong anti-Russian sentiment, like, right? On the left, well, like, they, they didn't invade the country. Look, I'm not saying it's unjustified. Are you saying that you're, are you throwing Ukraine under the bus here? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I still stand with the Ukraine, <laughs> the breadbasket of Europe. Oh God, where's my flag? Where's my Ukraine flag? <laughs> no, but yeah, so you, you're basically like they'll basically come out and be like. 
here's the deal. China, they're rolled doll now. Right. You get, you get yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, China. Remember rolled doll? How he? That's China now. So now we got to do this. Remember how we? Remember how we? We gave him his comeuppance. Now it's China's turn. <laughs> China doesn't think that you can be healthy at any size. Right. China doesn't think Lizzo is a goddess. I just. I hope we don't go to war. People keep saying we're going to war with China. I don't know. It seems like it seems like you don't want to go. It does seem like people want it. I, I I say we just we we start giving them stuff now. Here, here, you guys want some, uh, what do we have to give them? Magic the Gathering cards? Uh, well, you know, with some NBA jerseys? Give them stuff. People, people, oh, we appease Hitler. I think if you appease China, though, it could work out. We can give them, like, fruit baskets. Mm. Um, what else do we have? Fat Everybody kids. likes a fruit basket. Everyone likes a fat kid. Mm. Give them some fat kids. <laughs> Why don't we just get them fat? Yeah, there's got to be a way to make China fat. You know, the, I mean, they, they, they look, they'll probably do another opium war because that's what the opium war was about. Like, you know, the, Brit- <laughs> the British were giving them opium and eventually like, oh, no, 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 you get getting everyone too high. Get out of here. <laughs> do they all start a war because we're making them too fat? Yeah. No, uh, I think they will. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like they, 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 they would be like, you know, stop. Hey, we got extra Big Macs. You want some? They'd be like, cut the shit. We know what this is. <laughs> Um, you're not opening. Uh, you're not opening us up again, right? <laughs> oh, we said. Oh, I thought I meant like <laughs> opening. Like, like they tried to open us up, but we were, we were too timid. Uh, anyway, well, I don't know what we're talking about. Anymore. I don't know. So is that is that anything more? Is there any more of this roll doll? Or should we move on? Well, there's like this other thing. I mean, if you wanted to get another angle on the sensitive oh, right, yes. thing, there is this uh, lady who published an op-ed. I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, it was about this how memoir s- she wrote. How sensitivity readers corrupt literature. It's called mm. this woman. Okay, tell you know, tell us about it. read this to us. What did the sensitivity readers say? This this woman's British, which is going to be. A problem. Clear in a moment. Yeah. And did I care of all the aspects of the recent attempt to cancel my work? <laughs> the one that seemed to fascinate most people is the moment when my publishers sent my Orwell Prize winning memoir, Some Kids I Taught and What They Taught Me, to be assessed by experts who would detect and reform its problematic racism and ableism. All right. Problem one I have with this. A kid should never teach you anything. Especially if you're a teacher. Like, oh, this kid taught me. I learned nothing from children and I never will. And I don't, you know, I, I'm not ashamed of that. I think that's, I, like, if you're learning from a child, you, you, there's a problem there. What, I mean, they, they know very little. I mean, well, I, look, I don't think she's saying that the kids taught her basic math. I guess they could teach you how to hopscotch, perhaps. Mm. Or like the new little, the, the, the Dougie. Is that a new dance? <laughs> Am I dating myself a little bit? The Dougie. Wasn't that a dance for a while? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a dance? Ga- they can teach you. Yeah, I think it's a dance. Uh, the, 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 the gang, dab? They, they can teach you Gangnam style. <laughs> Whatever. I, those You can learn those things. I, I guess that could be. Is that, is that the book? They taught me Gangnam style. <laughs> right? I and mean, you do the dance with the horse. <laughs> no, but this woman is, uh, I, I suspect they're teaching her life lessons. You're, you're sus- which is atrocious to me. You're suspicious of her? Yes. Her narrative. Stupid red glasses. Of course I cared. I'm horrified that people found prejudice and cruelty in my book. And I went into the process willingly. 
I've always enjoyed and benefited from editing and saw this as an extension. I did an initial rewrite. There were many things I was eager to change in the autumn of 2021 and sent it off full of interest and optimism. I received the reports on it before Christmas. They were never formally used, and I share the content here, anonymously, of course, because sensitivity readers are being used more and more r- widely. And Just my- get to the goods. Get to what they censored. Okay. <laughs> she's, she's tedious. A tedious bore. <laughs> okay. Uh, their scopes vary. One reader fuss pots around single words. I should not use disfigure. I should not use disfigure to describe a landscape in frac- fraction level three as presumably comparing brings uh blah 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 comparing bings to boils might be harmful to acne sufferers what no look i mean clearly these people are out of their minds yeah this this is, this is the problem she's just a bad vessel in my opinion but we'll get to that in a second but like no but this is so basically she wrote this figure of a landscape but that that's a problem because it's people who have you know who have disfigured uh, genitals yeah for instance which is weirdly someone who got in a car accident and, and their genitals were crushed yeah will be offended or acne like which is acne's not a disfigurement but, right that's like weirdly offensive in its own right like right. it's like acne isn't a disfigurement right. <laughs> like it's just something people get yeah it's uh, like it's like well, that's a f- disfigure that's offensive to people with large noses <laughs> like what <laughs> anyway um nor should i use handicap in its ordinary sense of impede um blah blah so there's a bunch of uh things like that and then okay so she talks about the memoir a little bit the setting is london 1992 after end of terms drinks a favorite student liam comes out to me and then asks me to take him to gay uh, take him to gay <laughs> take me to gay <laughs> can you take me this, 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 look there, i am not I, the entire education system here is at fault the entire i mean this is a like he's coming out to her like, can you take me to gay well gay's not a place <laughs> gay is a, is a way of life i guess or an orientation at least i would like to go to gay <laughs> but um, uh but it, I, I guess it's that this is a gay bar that uses an acronym oh it actually is called gay yeah it's okay. a little on the nose yeah that's a little but, i feel i feel like it's just a, it's some guy who had a pub, like a, a, a pub that watched like you know Football or whatever. Right. <laughs> just like, just trying to get in on the whole uh, George Michael thing right. or whatever. <laughs> Maybe we'll be a gay club. Let's call it gay. <laughs> so what, what happens? So, so was, is, she, is she homosexual? Um, I, I don't think so. so I, well, maybe she is. I don't, look, I don't believe this for a second. The kid asked her to take it. Why? Why, why? <laughs> why is this happening? Um, cause I guess she, he trusts her after end of term drinks. Oh, wait, so this is like a, oh, he's like 18. Yeah. All right. Still odd. It's a guy. Is a, so a guy is asking his like older teacher to take him to a gay club. Well, like she says, actually, I was very worried about doing this at the time, even though Liam had just left school, I still felt like his teacher. And I worry even more now when teachers no longer take 18 year olds to the pub and are much more aware of influence and consent. Uh, none of the sensitive issues, though, raised at length in the book worry the readers. They are concerned, rather, that I might be boasting about helping a young gay person. Quote, straight white savior trope, suggests word search list. Quote, could be problematic. They set up a chorus about what I feel and say after Liam hits the da- dance floor. And I note, um, oh, okay, so the, so 
he was, this is a quote from her memoir. He was too young to understand you only got one. Fortunately, it was only 20 minutes or so before he came back out of the crowd and grasped his beer. Liam, I said, I love you. You have to promise me to always use a condom and never get AIDS. Okay. What? <laughs> what? Here's the problem. What? Uh, is it white savior trope? I mean, that shouldn't be something you can you should censor, right? I don't know. I, I'm not gonna get like, but she's a maniac. Do <laughs> you think this woman's weird? This, this kid came out to her, presumably for the like, first person who ever came out to her. Within, within 20 minutes, she has him in a gay club screaming at him not to get AIDS. <laughs> this is traumatic. I know the AIDS crisis was bigger back then, but still, hey, I think I'm, I'm gay. That's great. Don't ever get AIDS. Yeah, 20 minutes later, she's just blackout drunk. Yeah. Okay, like, yeah. You know she's sloppy. She's just got like six... Uh, whatever. Uh, Pilsners, what, what do they call them over there? <laughs> <laughs> and then and she's just like... A stout, she has a few Guinnesses. Yeah, she's, she's got about six stouts. Yeah. Her. So, I'm so proud you don't ever get AIDS. <laughs> and like, everyone's looking at her. Right. He's like, all right, all right, all right, yeah, well, don't get AIDS. It's just like, this is how you treat gay people? <laughs> you scream at them out of get AIDS? And like, I, who is she saving? White savior? This is horrendous. <laughs> this is well, this is the epitome of like you know like pick the people you you put in your you know you like the, sometimes when when you're fighting a cause mm. you have to be selective, right? I feel like the civil rights movement used to be like good like like no we're gonna pick they picked Rosa Parks right yeah they pick people like oh, you're you're good you you, you know, who if, if you're fighting censorship don't pick this woman. Mm. It's like so I was yelling they didn't let me yell at a gay kid <laughs> all right well maybe. You have your points, but maybe maybe you're not you're not the spokesperson for us. <laughs> you know, well we'll write an article next year about you. <laughs> we'll call we'll call you. Give us your we have your number. <laughs> anyway, so this is a what a buffoon. Yeah. <laughs> so you you don't think this is the best uh, argument? She, and she's and she 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 got a, a, a what do you call it? An oral prize? Yes. Books. I really, I, really it's feel, I feel like most books are useless. <laughs> if this idiot's getting an Orwell Prize, how, like how we need more books? You don't think we need more books? I mean, not if this idiot's winning prizes. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Then I, I won an Orwell Prize, and they wouldn't let me scream AIDS in a gay club. <laughs> what, what do you think was a reasonable like if it, if like what what do you think was a good year to stop making books? Um. I don't know, like, nine, like 1978. <laughs> <laughs> what year did Jaws come out? <laughs> that was a good book. No, I don't know. It's just, we just need less of them. Mm. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, every most books now are like Prince Harry. Oh, right. Mashes, my brother Stitches. gave me a wedgie once, and now I want, I want to torpedo the monarchy. Right. Like, enough. <laughs> No. Apparently, apparently, he like part of that memoir was that like he sold out some some woman who he lost his virginity to, like it's some girl who's like a year older than him. Sold her out to what? Like human traffickers? Well, you know, like the the British press is like is like ruthless. Like they'll sure. they'll actually like hunt a person down based on like small details and like and like he said she was like an older woman who like used him for his uh, prowess or whatever. It was just some his prowess. Girl, it, it was just some girl who like was a year older than him. <laughs> 
that used him for her his prowess. Yeah, like you know, like an older woman, like a like he's almost like a succubus or something. But what does he have? Freckles. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I doubt it's. What does he have to give an older lover? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, what what does any younger lover have to give an older lover? Strong back. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe that was it. Well, speaking of books, uh, th- th- look, here's the other side. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Well, this is a book that. What was the matter? What 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 made you? I I told you about this book. You told me about this book, and uh, I immediately ordered it off Amazon. <laughs> uh, it sounds amazing. It is in its own way amazing, and it's a book. Here's the thing. I don't I don't see this getting the Orwell Prize or any prize. No one seems it shouldn't to review- get the Orwell Prize. It's terrible. No one reviews it. <laughs> no one talks about it. Uh, it's written by a good friend of the show. Um, we've never met. He doesn't know we exist, I, I think. <laughs> but I consider him a friend. <clears throat> Dr. Jordan Peterson, um, the author of such tomes as 12 Rules for Life mm-hmm. and uh, 12 Other Rules for Life and uh, 12 More Things that I forgot about, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. This is the ABCs of Childhood Tragedy, Volume 1. Now, I just, I just realized it's, it's Volume 1. But it's it so basically the format, and we're not, we're not gonna, you know, show the whole book or anything because we don't want to damage Mr. Peterson's uh, business uh, of selling books. But it's illustrated. You can see we'll show you vaguely the illustrated book. But it's all it's like E F G. It's A B C S. A B C S. So what, how are you gonna have multiple volumes? You've covered all the letters. <laughs> that's true. You know what? That's a very good point. He didn't cover all the letters. He just really wanted the the, the publishers like let's keep it an open mind. And it's also not really a volume. Like, this is not a volume's worth of material. What's a volume? How do you define volume? Usually when I think of a volume, I think of something that it's, like, it's it's packed. It's 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 dense with content. Like, it's like you couldn't have stuffed another page into this, so you, there's going to need to be a volume, too. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, it's like... It's perhaps. Like, or perhaps... Look, I mean, can we... Well, he, well, we have a video, right, of him, of him reading. We'll let Jordan Pearson... <laughs> Tell us in his own words, but we, we, I have the book. I've read it. I can verify it's a book. Um, it, when I say that we don't need more books, I'm not including this. I'm not including this book. I think we we need yeah, this book. Right. Uh, so this is this the clip where he's reading. The, he's reading a poem. So all of these poems are about little like dark chapters in children's lives. Is it queued up to the right part, or is that? Yes, okay. I think so. Okay. F. Frederick was sadly flawed after he was madly pawed (laughs) by his neighbor deeply awed where the hell was christian god (laughs) so these are a bit all right so basically that's so (laughs) you want to go back well let's go back where the hell (laughs) frederick was sadly flawed after he was madly pawed Okay, so basically that, that's a, a common motif in this book. A lot of molestation. There's a lot of molestation. It's the ABCs of child. So is there even a... Is, you know what's interesting about this? It's a book that has a lot of molestation, a lot of <laughs> abuse, a lot of... Kid, and there isn't even a thing on the back that describes what this is. Uh, <laughs> where would you eat? Like, like, yeah, like, there, he, like he, the, 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 the publisher wants you to go into this cold. There's no... Like, there is no, there's no... There's nothing on the inside... Uh, as you've never seen it, childhood. That's the only. <laughs> that's, that, that's the only. 
thing we have here is you've, if you've never seen it, <laughs> childhood. Um, but there's no there's no indication like this is a book where we use the letters of the alphabet to describe various crimes against children. Various. Nothing to that effect. Various stripes of molestation. Right, or just or or drunken abuse. Yeah. Things like it's not all that. It's not no, all. No, this would be a great, I mean, this would have been a great opportunity for, for a, a prologue of just like, you know, he's a psychologist. He's a psychologist. Right. So saying like why, why he wrote this book. Dr. Jordan, like, you know, right on the back here, you could have written like Dr. Jordan Pearson, author of 12 rules for life, you know, takes this opportunity to, to give, you know, use this to teach your kids or to cope with your own childhood or just to laugh at abused children, <laughs> whatever the goal is. <laughs> But there is nothing. This is one of the most crazy books I've ever seen, and there is nothing to describe it. Right. There's no indication of what this is. I guess the publisher assumed, like, well, we put what this is, no one will pick it up. <laughs> Who in their right mind? I mean, I, but, I mean, but, there are several. Like you said that. Like you said, like, or to just laugh at kids getting getting abused. But like, you're only kind of half kidding there. Like there right. are like poems where it just seems like. Well, it just kind of seems like you're shitting all over a, an abused kid you made up. Do you remember here. which one it was? It was we, we, we'll read one, maybe. Was he read more? Let's go back to Mr. Pearson. So, you know, he can illustrate more of this. Wait, no, no. There's not, there's not more there. Uh, uh, oh, also, he only reads the one? What? He only reads the one? Yeah. yeah he knows that. Like, I don't want to. Look, we... I'll cross a lot of lines, but I'm not gonna. I, I don't mess with the guy's business. By the way, the way I heard about this book was from this uh, video. It's, it's actually pretty good if you want to check it out. It's <laughs> this guy Jose on uh, YouTube. He did a video essay reviewing this book, mm -hmm. like in more detail. He does a really good job. It's it's a crazy fucking book, uh, but like uh, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, but it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just. It's mysterious. Like, what is the? I mean, the illustrations like, you can see are very uh, <laughs> off-putting. Yeah. Um, it, it just it, it, it's oh here we go about the author. Look at this about I, mean, I can show this right. This is fine. This is not hurting the business. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jordan. Pe this is an illustration of Jordan Pearson about the author and his illustrator. Uh, Dr. Jordan Pearson is the author. Yeah. Okay. Is the author of the best-selling 12 Rules for Life, an anecdote to chaos, Beyond Order, 12 more. Oh, wait, oh, that's the first one. Then it's Beyond Order, 12 more Rules for Life, and Maps of Meaning, the Architecture of Belief. He currently resides. Again, but this doesn't tell you anything about this book. Nothing. Uh, the illustrator is Juliette Foigras, uh, a fine art painter and graphic artist. She was the illustrator of Dr. Peterson's Beyond Order, 12 more Rules for Life. She was born in Riga, Latvia. Interesting. Uh, so she drew, draws all these very disturbing children. And she won a contest, right, to get into this? Uh, y yeah, something like that. And, what? I, I mean, there's like, there's literally just like this. It, it's like a parody of a bad story, some of these. Like, well, don't like, read it, because we, we, he, like, he read one. I don't. I don't want to give away the story here. We're not BitTorrent. You know, <laughs> people get the idea. Well, there's a, this one. I'll just summarize what it what it is. Okay. It's just it's just this girl who the the whole. The whole there's rhyme, only twenty six of these, and they're four lines each. Not that much book. I'll summarize it even more. <laughs> I, I I a little girl uh, gets abused. She cries and then she dies, and everybody's happy. Like it's like yeah. you know, like that's kind of like the vibe of it. 
it feels like it's supposed to be like it's like Shel Silverstein um, or something. Right, he wrote like where the wild uh, with sidewalk Don't ends. Don't bring him into this. Why? Don't bring him. It's one of the most beautiful children authors ever. That guy was a weird ghoul too, wasn't he? Shel Silverstein. He was so funny that his rhymes were so good. Name one. Say one line. Shel Silverstein. You can't. I, I can't because I'm not. I, I can't just conjure them up. They're too. But complex. Shakespeare, on the other hand, I'll say a line from Shakespeare. Much to do about nothing. <laughs> that's the title of. That's the title of. A Whatever. Play. I remember it. <laughs> Uh, so we have uh, and it truly was much ado about nothing. <laughs> One crazy summer. So this is his illustrator here. This just gets darker and darker. <laughs> what is it? Jordan, look at the eyes. Doesn't it remind you of anybody? Oh, this, so she's showing him a, pa- a painting. This is some pa- pictures she drew of 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 uh, Saint <clears throat> Saint Anthony. Does she does she's being okay. tortured by demons? Okay, interesting. Who is it? That's you. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't seem happy about it. <laughs> he seems overwhelmed by it. Right. Well, he, look, he, he's gotten very emotional. <clears throat> Even Peterson looks a little uncomfortable during that. And it seems strange. <laughs> yeah. Strange to be partnering with an artist who is so Here, pause utter- it, pause it. Okay. Check out his video essay. Check out, yeah, watch this guy's video essay. But, like, it's like, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. This is a weird book. So, uh, look, that, I'm starting the Comp Book Club, and <laughs> no. this is a, the, fir- the first the first entry in the Comp Book Club is AB, the ABC an ABC of an ABC of childhood tra- is that the ABCs of I just realized I thought it was the ABCs of childhood tragedy. It's an ABC <laughs> strategy. Uh, uh, sorry, let me rephrase that. I thought it was called the ABCs of childhood tragedy, volume one, mm. but it's actually called an ABC of childhood tragedy, which I guess means the same thing. It seems like an odder ways to, to, to say it. But so this, but I want to be clear. I don't want people getting confused. That's the title of the book, and it's the first book in the comp book club. Uh, can we get a I'm sticker not happy. made? I'm not happy about this. Why? <laughs> I mean, I think look, I, don't you think this is a useful tool for parents who uh, abuse their kids to? to <laughs> To give to their children. See, th- see, this is normal. <laughs> yeah. See, Dr. Pearson, this is, all these other kids are fine. <laughs> look at the pictures. Uh, I don't know. It's, look, don't, aren't you, if you had to choose between a world where this book existed or didn't exist, aren't you happy it exists? Didn't exist. I say the former. No, and by the way, George said, yes, I'm not saying, I'm not saying burn it. I'm not saying, uh, you know, put it in a trash can. Right. I've, I, but but yes, just a different book, maybe a different version of it. What 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 bothers you about this book? It's just bad. It's lazy. It's it's <laughs> the, all the rhymes are lazy. They're right. incomplete stories that are that have no like human feeling to them. I think they're charming. It's shock. It's cheap shock value. Doctor Peterson, and, I... and it's and it's not and it's not apparently for anyone. It's not for kids. <laughs> I don't think it's for kids. If it's for adults, that's fucking weird. Well, like it's like it's 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 who is this for? It's for adults to murmur to to each other about abused children, and I think that's a useful thing. I mean, <laughs> why? Why is that? Because when you're at a cocktail party, you need things to discuss, and 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 I think abused children should come up at cocktail parties, <laughs> and this is a great way to get into it. So then it raises awareness. Now, it may not do anything about it, but I think it, it just brings it to the surface. I think enough kids get abused in this country 
that someone bringing it to the surface, even if not necessarily this condemn- isn't bringing it to the surface. This isn't increasing anyone's understanding of why people are abused or what happens to them. Like this is just like this is just uh, showboating. Well, it's not only because no it's, one- it's showboating. Like look at like the uh, half look at the half baked. Uh, you know, images of misery I can conjure well, here's, up in my, here's in my the diseased brain. Here's why I disagree, like, and I slightly agree. I disagree because it doesn't need to. It just needs to put the, into the conversation, right? Now, here's where I do agree. No one seems to have read the book. So <laughs> it's not working on that level. Uh, we couldn't find a single review uh, besides this, you know, YouTube one. Um, and, and some stuff on Amazon, like, you know, for, like, Amazon reviews. Right. Well, how many stars do you have on Amazon? Not sure. Probably a lot. Yeah. Amazon I reviews mean, don't make any sense. Um, I look, look, um, you can pick the next book, you know, book in, in the, uh, in the, in the book club uh, if you I want. Can, I can. Maybe. Okay. As long as it's a good book. As I, long as it's as good as this book. I pick. Uh, well, no, wait, wait. Just don't give it away now. <laughs> but Oprah didn't just like read a list off like, and rattle it off. All right, we got the, the James Gunn book, whatever his name was, and this, the James Fry, and then, then we got, um, what, what's another one? <laughs> Well, most of Oprah books. I don't know. Was, uh, a, was, uh, um, it was Infinite Jest an Oprah book? No, Infinite Jest wouldn't have been on there, but uh, maybe the, We're the Crawdads. We got We're the Crawdads. We got James Fry. We got this. Was rather, you got to learn showmanship. You, you, you parse these things out. Technically, the first Cump book club book should be my Civil War dump book. Well, that could be number two. I I I want when we have our live event with Jordan Peterson, Doctor Jordan Peterson, we have a we have a live reading. I want to be able to tell him that this was the first you know book in the Come Book Club. If it seems like I'm being harsh on Doctor Jordan Peterson with this book, yes, I think you are. Well, look, th- this is volume one. Yeah, I think volume two could be better. Well, I I, I think but we should... you, you need you need harsh critics like me. Who will t- cut something down so that it can be built back up? Better. Well, you also need encouraging critics like me to start a petition, <laughs> which I will be doing to get Volume Two published. <laughs> so you know, stay tuned. And look, I want to get permission from Jordan Pearson to read the whole thing. I'm not trying. I just don't want to hurt his book because I don't think anyone's buying this, and I don't. I don't want to you know damage his book sales. You know, so that's why I'm being a little a little stingy with you know. Reading these these wonderful poems. Mm. Also, you know, I, I don't want to hurt his image by reading them because they're they're great. But you know, I won't do them justice. Let's just say that. <laughs> Moving on. I, I I so regret telling you this book exists. It's my favorite book now. <laughs> every book. This should be the this this, uh, this should be every book should be this should be in like when you sign up for school, you should get this book and. and <laughs> This, this should be like the Gideon should put this in hotels instead of Bibles. I could see this maybe functioning as like a, a very raw base level warning about the, like the, that these things happen in the world. If it wasn't so gloating and weird about them, if it wasn't so like, so like giddy, <laughs> if it wasn't right. so giddy about like this, this book serves no purpose whatsoever. Agree to disagree. I know. Look, the, Look, we're moving. We'll put a pin in this. We have to get to another. We, we called this out in the intro. But one more time, because we did use a couple of clips from it. Like, check out that. Uh, Elijah? Jose. Jose. Video essay about it. It's very fun. His name, his name is just Jose? Yeah. Okay. Jose on YouTube. Uh, we have this other story, which we uh, alluded to. Um, this is about 
uh, similar uh, personality as Jordan Peterson. This is about Taylor. Well, it's not about Taylor Swift. <laughs> similar. <laughs> I, I put him in the same category. Maybe, yeah. Um, this is a, a, a ta- sh- an article about a Swifty. She built a following as Taylor Swift's doppelganger. Then the Swifties came after her. <laughs> now, who were the Swifties? Are these the, the, the Swift boat, uh, Swift boat veterans for truth? I think this is a the different. The John Kerry campaign? This is a different group. The Swift, that's not who the Swifties are? Who are the Swifties? I mean, some of them might be Swift boat veterans recruits. I guess I, there could be overlap. I think there probably is a lot of overlap. So Swifties are fans of Taylor Swift. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. It's specifically the rabid ones. The ones that'll that'll tear your throat out. If you so much as say boo about their boo. Okay. Taylor Swift. So it's, like a, it's like a clockwork orange kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right in the Gulliver. <laughs> right? I'll 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 go I'll go at your tower. <laughs> something like that. Uh, anyway, uh, so what was read some of this? What's this article about? She built a following. Okay. Earlier this month, Ashley Leachin, a registered nurse, mom of two kids, and TikTok creator known for her uncanny resemblance to Taylor Swift, posted a Change.org petition to her page. Quote: This petition shares me. Ch- By the way, that's where our petition for Jordan Peterson's volume two will be on change.org. But go on. This petition is to stop cyberbullying, harassment, and false defamation towards myself, Ashley Leachin, as well as others, she wrote. In the petition, Leachin, who has 1.1 million followers on TikTok, addressed a laundry list of allegations that people have leveled against her on the platform, such as that she voted for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> she... Such as that she voted for Trump, she is a registered Democrat, and she got plastic surgery to look more like Taylor, though she did acknowledge she has gotten Botox and filler. So basically, she's trying to get a career going as a Taylor Swift lookalike. Yeah. And the Swifties are like, nah. Um, you're and they and they're calling her Ashley Leach. Ashley Leach. Calling her a leech. That's pretty intense. I mean, a lot of a lot of celebrities have lookalikes who do make a career out of being lookalikes. Look, I like I, I would love to have fans who who protect my intellectual property the way Swifties do. <laughs> I mean, this is getting to be a Mad Max kind of world. So what's wrong? I think artists need to have their armies uh, of people, mm. and I think we need people. I mean, a lot of people have, have come to me because uh, South Park had reference to gun hands in their in their premiere a couple weeks ago. And a lot of our fans, and I, I, I've been a little bit more like the voice of reason going like, look, I don't think they stole from us. But, you know, reading this, I'm like, no, maybe no. Maybe, maybe I should encourage these fans to take the fight to South Park. Not physically, you know, but like, but maybe maybe they should get a petition going to get South Park uh, reprimanded for stealing my idea. You know, maybe we should send Matt and Trey a gun hand t-shirt. Maybe. And then says like, watch your back. <laughs> <laughs> But, <laughs> but uh, no, God, I'm sorry. I'm starting to like these Swifties. You know, w- w- did, they, did they do anything about Kanye after he like he attacked her years ago? Um, yeah, they jumped all over that. Yeah, no, they they are a rabid fan base. I'd I, love to be swathed in the uh, in the Swiftie embrace. I I just think they're hurting her here. Like it, it it would be like it would be like Elvis fans. Going after an Elvis impersonator, like those people make you more famous. No, they don't. No, 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 no. Some fat guy in, in Reno uh, 
singing uh, up as he's <laughs> while he's on pills is not helping the Elvis estate <laughs> at all. I think it is. <laughs> they get royalties off of that if they have a. I don't think. Uh, I don't think most like I saw guys at like Long Island open mics and coffee shops when I was doing comedy, uh, like doing Elvis impersonate, and I, I'm pretty sure they weren't you know filing their taxes and paying dividends to the to the Nashville the Graceland estate. I hate how you're just groping that book with your fingers what, as, as you talk about this, <laughs> just petting it like it's your little bunny. It's got a nice finish to it. <laughs> Feel it. Feel it. It's a, it's, a, it's a nice tome. You have to admit, this is a lovely tome. So what's going on? Have, have they have they heard her these these uh these these Swifties? Um, they have. Uh, she the lengthy petition also denies claims that she quote stole Taylor Swift's favorite number thirteen. Her birthday's on the thirteenth, though not in December, as Swift is. I mean, who wrote this? Is Rolling Stone. This is Hunter Thompson used to write for this fucking outfit, and now <laughs> this is the article they're writing. Uh, um, or that she adopted cats that look quote exactly the same as Taylor's cats, or that she holds her pen the same particular way. I mean, it's getting a little weird. Why do you hold your pen the way Taylor Swift holds her pen? I mean, are these all fat men? <laughs> are these like fifty-year-old fat men who are like abusing like a like a four-year-old woman? <laughs> Um, hey, bitch. Yeah. We're Swifties. You know, that's a good point. I've never actually seen a Swiftie in real life. I've only, they're only an internet phenomenon. Right. You wouldn't want to. They, they exist in the shadows for a reason. <laughs> uh, I hold my pen in such a manner that brings comfort, which releases <laughs> direct pressure off the median nerve, she wrote. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's any winners in this article. Yeah. <laughs> The petition may have been intended to shut down Leach's haters who have long accused her of being a pathological liar obsessed with Swift. Instead, as is often the case on the internet, it had the opposite effect. Her quote, her name is Ashley Leaching because she's leeching off Taylor's career. Wrote one. <laughs> Swifty on Twitter. Uh, in response to the petition. Another wrote, quote, has anybody called her the Swifty George Santos yet? Topical. <laughs> it's nice. Uh, you can't say they're not informed. You can't say they're not well. No, they're, they're they're top. They're they're on top of things. Um, oh, the the article ends with uh, I don't think I don't look in the mirror and think, holy cow, I look like Taylor. It's just Ashley, she says. <laughs> and then and dot dot dot, and someone stabbed her. I don't know. <laughs> this is things are getting bad. Um, war with China or this? I don't know. Or, or Jordan Peterson's book. I mean, there's a lot of things going on, a lot of plates. I, 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 what I, would you do? What would you do if a sensitivity tr reader tried to get their hands on this book? What, how would you respond? Um, I don't want to say because I can, you know, you can't like you can't say threats. But your response would be full throated. I, I, I it, it would be clear. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't. I. No, uh, what would I do? I, look, I what feel if like I tried to put a Jane Austen reference in this book. I feel like I would have to. I, I, I would die on this hill. <laughs> All right. I mean, uh, at a certain point, you have to stop censorship. Yeah. And uh, Jordan Peterson's fought for long and hard for, uh, on similar fronts, I guess. Uh, <laughs> different fronts. Different. Yeah. I don't know. I can't keep this ruse up. <laughs> I like the book though. 
<laughs> the guy's the guy's a little kooky. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, um, <laughs> thanks so much for tuning in. If you love the show, as I know you do, uh, consider checking out our Patreon, where you get an extra episode every week for five bucks a month. And we make just sure- did a very funny episode where we explore something called the Lucky Girl Syndrome. Lucky Girl Syndrome is is, is, a, is haunting. And uh, people have asked me, like, in weeks where you guys get sick and you're vomiting and, and you're dying on, on your deathbed, you still put a Patreon out. We do. So, you know, uh, it's just a perk. You, yeah. you always did. Every week you get an episode on Patreon. And most weeks here. Uh, <laughs> we try. So uh, thanks so much. Uh, you know, you, you can do that. And if you don't uh, do that, you can, we'll see you next week. Have a great week. <laughs>